Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Man, there's a whole lot of really fascinating data out today from Statistics Canada. And so I want to try to sort through it and what it tells us about, you know, where we're at economically, specifically on the question of addressing poverty. Because, I mean, it's been uh, certainly for Alberta a rocky few years, uh, nationally a lot of ups and downs as well. So through that all, are we making any progress in reducing poverty? And the answer appears to be yes. So does it let us in on on what the secret is for alleviating poverty, overall poverty, child poverty specifically? Well, joining us to try to go through these numbers and and what they're telling us and whether we can point to some reasons for all of this. Very pleased to welcome the program, Trevor Toome, Associate Professor of Economics at the University of Calgary, Research Fellow at the U of C's School of Public Policy. Trevor, thanks for joining us here this afternoon. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right, so uh, Statistics Canada uh, keeps an eye then uh, on, on poverty, poverty rates in Canada. How do we define poverty, first of all, Trevor, in Canada? Well, there's a couple different ways to do it. I think the official measures uh, based on what's called the market basket measure. And this just asks uh, across Canada by city, how much income do you need to afford some minimal basket of consumption in terms of food, clothing, shelter, and so on. And then it asks how many people have incomes that fall below that measure, and that's our poverty rate. Because obviously, um, different circumstances in different regions and in cities, a certain amount of income in, in one city might go a lot further than that same amount of income in other cities, for example. Precisely. So there's a huge variation across the country in terms of what that threshold is for what uh, a typical family needs. So here in Calgary, that threshold um, is, hold on, $40,207. So that's a family, so all in, you know, with a, a standard number of kids. But if you go out uh, to Edmonton, that's a little lower at 38000 for example. So it all depends on the cost of goods in different regions. And then out in the east in the Maritimes, you know, on Cape Breton, for example, it's less than 35000 Okay, so it allows us to compare apples to apples then. It tries to. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, there's, there's people who uh, question how that basket is constructed, what the reference family is, and so on. But it really does sure. try to uh, capture whether you can afford some minimal bundle uh, of goods as a family. Now, looking at some of these numbers, uh, the, the reduction in poverty, it appears to have been going on for, for some time, doesn't it? I mean, the, the longer, broader trends? Absolutely. So we've been seeing systematically in Canada, not just here in Alberta, but here as well, reductions in the poverty rate across all the different measures that are available since uh, the uh, early 1990s. So if we look at the low-income cutoff, which is kind of a more historic measure that we used to use, the poverty rate here in Alberta is less than 6%, but early in the 1990s, it was over 16%. And a lot of that comes, of course, in Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Newfoundland from very strong income growth from a booming oil and gas sector. Well, what is the connection uh, between um, provinces' incomes or how wealthy a province is or how prosperous a province is and, and its poverty rate? So there's a very strong connection. So provinces with high average incomes, like Alberta, have low poverty rates relative to other provinces. In fact, Alberta has the highest overall average family income and the lowest poverty rate by far. Has that long been the case? Has Alberta typically been at or near the, the bottom? 
Yes, yeah, that has been the case for quite some time as we have had higher average incomes here than elsewhere, stronger labor markets, uh, higher employment rates, and so on. And we have seen dramatic increases and improvements in provinces like Saskatchewan and Newfoundland, which historically had much lower average incomes and higher poverty rates. But as uh, oil and gas boomed in those two provinces after 2000, we saw corresponding increases in income and reductions in poverty rates. Now, and by the way, so people know these are 2017 numbers. That's right. right? That's right. So it, it does reflect uh, the, the downturn through 2015, 2016. It obviously doesn't capture whatever's been going on over the last uh, 12 or 14 months. But it's, that's right. I mean, 2017 is, is you know, probably a good snapshot of, of where Alberta's at. Yeah. So 2017 was the first full year of recovery after the recession ended in late 2016. And we see here in this data that average incomes have increased in 2017 relative to the year before. So overall, for your typical Alberta family, so the median after-tax income here in 2017 was about $98,000. But in 2016, it was about $94,000. So that's, an in, that's a pretty sizable increase there. But you're right, 2018, we've, have, we've seen a reduction in the pace of recovery and potentially a pretty flat uh, growth over the years, so it'll be interesting to see this time next year uh, what average incomes and the poverty rates uh, look like then. Uh, the numbers over, you know, 2015, 2016, and 2017, it's interesting because 2015 obviously brought us both uh, a new federal government and a That's new right. provincial yeah. government. Both, I think, are, are claiming some credit for the progress we've seen uh, over those two years, but yeah. we, we did seem to see a fairly substantial reduction in child poverty over 2015 to 2017. That's right. And we certainly have, and a lot of that can be tied to changes in child benefit programs, both federally and provincially. So we've seen uh, a change federally in the way that child benefits are provided. We've had payments to families with children going back to Stephen Harper. He first introduced them. And so what the new government did is it didn't introduce a new child benefit. It renamed the old one and changed how the dollars were allocated. And it did tilt the dollars more towards lower income families. So the changes federally in 2015 was to increase the payments to lower income families and decrease the payments to higher income ones. And then in Alberta, we had a new program brought in called the Alberta Child Benefit. This is a targeted cash transfer to low-income families with children that was brought in by the NDP, but it was first introduced by Jim Prentice in his budget early in 2015. So these kind of cash transfer policies are, are something that really can be targeted to families that need it, in this case, low-income families with kids, and they really do translate into lower child poverty rates. And it's a policy that really crosses party lines, introduced by conservative governments here in Alberta and federally, and then kind of uh, reintroduced, let's say, by the NDP here, and then tweaked a little bit federally. Right. Well, and, and yeah, and I guess that speaks to the question of you know what the evidence tells us about how best to address poverty. I mean, a thriving economy is great. Those are a lot harder to, to engineer. But in terms of, of government programs or government focus, do, do, does this give us some indication of, of what's best? I think it does. And, and reasonable people may disagree with me on this, but contrast this policy of targeted cash transfers to lower-income families with kids to a policy like a minimum wage increase, which is a policy that isn't targeted 
to those who need it necessarily. And so you get a, uh, quite a bit more bang for the buck with a policy that transfers in a means-tested way. And just to illustrate how big of an effect um, we're seeing on child poverty rates, in Alberta in 2015, we had a 10% child poverty rate, and now that's halved to 5% in 2017. But if we look at families, single, single mom families with kids, one in three single-parent female-led families in 2015 were in poverty, and then in 2017, that was cut in half to less than 18%. So if you target benefits to those who need it, you can get a lot bigger bang for the buck relative to broader policy or blunter policy instruments like a minimum wage increase. That if you want to help the poor give the poor money. It's, it's, it's direct, I guess, right? Yeah, I guess, you know, that in a nutshell. Yeah. Well, some fascinating findings. Uh, Trevor, appreciate the insight as always. Thanks for joining us here today. Thank you very much. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.